Lord, we just want to thank you this morning for being with us through this troublous time. We thank you for keeping us healthy, Lord. And for those who are ill, we pray that you will raise them up to full health and strength. And for those who are in hospitals and nursing homes, protect them, Lord. And we just thank you and praise you for the opportunity once again to open your word and pray that your Holy Spirit will speak through your word today and through your servant. Lord, please hide me behind the cross and we pray that the word of God will bring encouragement and comfort and strength to us in these days that we're going through. Days of uncertainty and perplexity, Lord. We just commit it to you and pray that you will have a message for each and every heart. And Lord, we just commit this time to you and pray that you will direct us by the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Billy Graham once said, The sea was beating against the rocks in huge dashing waves. The lightning was flashing, the thunder was roaring, and the wind was blowing. But the little bird was asleep in the crevice of the rock, its head serenely under its wing, sound asleep. That is peace, to be able to sleep in the storm. In Christ we we are relaxed and at peace in the midst of the confusions, bewilderments, and perplexities of this life. The storm rages, but our hearts are at rest. We have found peace at last. We're in the midst of a pandemic. It's national and it's international. It's affected people of every age and every race and color and creed and nation. Leaders of countries have been affected. Sports teams, entertainers, people from all walks of life have been affected by it. It's a storm that's raging. We don't understand it. It's new to us. There's no cure for it. People are panicking everywhere over the coronavirus. It's also called COVID-19. It's affected our health. It's affected our economy. It's affected our stock markets. It's affected businesses, small and large. It's affected the travel industry. It's affected sports, which are now non-existent. Nobody's playing. It's affected everyone. And whether you're sick yourself or you know someone who's sick, it's got everybody concerned. It all started over in China. The first known case of the coronavirus was on December 1st, 2019 in Wuhan, China. It spread all over the world. And it's come to the United States. But we thank God in the midst of all that we're going through that we have God's peace in our lives. The title of our message today is Peace in the midst of crisis. We're going to look at three things today. First of all, God's peace is perfect. Number two, God's peace comes in the midst of tribulation. And number three, God's peace surpasses all understanding. The great man of God, A.T. Pearson, once said, The peace of God is the eternal calm 
which lies far too deep in the praying, trusting soul to be reached by external disturbances. These things we're going through today are external circumstances, things beyond our control. And yet, the peace of God protects us and guards us in such a beautiful way to bring encouragement, to bring comfort, and to bring blessing in the midst of the circumstances we're going through. Well, let's look at our first point today. God's peace is perfect. God's peace is perfect because God is perfect. Everything He does is perfect. He provides what's needed at the needed time. God's peace is perfect. It's practical and it's personal. And it's always accessible to us 24-7. God never closes the throne of grace. It's always open 24-7. Isaiah 26-3 is one of my favorite verses in all the Bible. And it says this, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And that's the reason why we have perfect peace. It's because we stay our minds. We focus our minds on Christ. If we focus our minds on the crisis, or focus our mind on the circumstances, or focus our mind on the catastrophes that are happening around us, we're going to go down for the count. But we need to focus on Jesus Christ, who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never fails. He never changes. He's always there for us, no matter what we're going through. But we have to focus on Him. The great man of God, Charles Wesley, once said, I rest beneath the Almighty's shade. My griefs expire. My troubles cease. Thou, Lord, on whom my soul is stayed, will keep me in perfect God's peace is available for us at any time, in any place, and at any need. We can lay our heads down on the pillow at night and sleep in perfect peace because the Lord is with us. You know, it's really hard to find a precedent, though, for what we're going through. I thought of a couple of times in history where we've experienced some things on a worldwide basis. One, of course, was World War II, where so many countries were involved. It was a world war, and they said it was a war to end all wars, and of course it didn't. We've had many wars since then as well. I think of the Spanish flu, which killed so many people throughout the world. That was a, a pandemic of a large proportion as well. And I think of 1917 during the World War I time frame where there was a flu that reached worldwide proportions and infected so many of our American soldiers because they were all together in close proximity in their barracks and so many got the flu and they died from it. 
So there have been things that have happened that are similar to what we're going through. But what we're going through now is really unprecedented in many ways and how it spread. It spread from China. It spread to the United States. It spread to Europe. It spread to South America. It spread to over 100 countries in the world and it's still spreading. It's scary. People have died from it. Some have had just minor symptoms, but others have died from it. It's serious, especially for older people. People with immune systems that are compromised. People that are in nursing homes. The weak, the feeble in our midst. And it's tough. It's very tough. But we thank God that no matter what we go through, we have His peace ruling and reigning in our lives. Second Thessalonians 3.16 is such an encouragement where Paul, writing to the Thessalonians, says, Now may the God of peace Himself give you peace always in every way. The Lord be with you all. This verse is so encouraging because He's spoken of as the Lord of peace. When Jesus was here on earth and He calmed the sea, the disciples were scared to death that they were going to die on that little boat. And yet, how could they with Jesus in their midst? Jesus was with them on that little boat and He saved them from a tragedy. And He's with us every single day of our lives and we can be thankful for that. He's the Lord of peace. He's the God of peace who gives peace. And He's with us all. In Romans chapter 15 and verse 13, Paul says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God's peace is more powerful than any crisis that we could go through, through any difficulty, through any trouble. It's bigger, it's stronger than that. His peace overcomes Anything and everything. Someone once said, safety consists not in the absence of danger, but in the presence of God. And it's such an amazing thing. God's peace is perfect. And it's perfect and personal for us. Secondly, God's peace is not only perfect, but it comes in the midst of tribulation. Jesus said in John 16:33 as he prepared his disciples for what was going to take place very shortly that he was going to be crucified on the cross. And he knew how sad they were going to be. He knew how down and discouraged they were going to be. And so he was preparing them for it and he said these words to them, John 16:33. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. We sometimes think, how can tribulation and peace be spoken of in the same sentence, in the same verse? And the reason is, is because God's peace is really needed when we go through tribulation and trials. If we did not have those tribulations and trials 
and crisis and things like this in our lives, how would we know how God's peace could help us to overcome them? The same thing is true of our faith. Unless our faith is tested, it's really not been proven. But once it is tested, it is proven. Our faith grows. It is strengthened by God. We're going to come through this crisis stronger than we went in. There's going to be silver linings to it. There's going to be blessings from it. I know it because there always is with the Lord. We're going to see souls saved. We're going to see believers' faith growing. We're going to see people getting along better together. We're going to see that. I really believe it. Because the Lord is who He says He is. He is the God of peace. And when we have God's peace in our hearts, we can truly have that good cheer that Jesus talks about. You look around us today and you see the situations with businesses closing and schools closing and churches closing and you see people sick and you see the number of deaths and you see the number of cases of this coronavirus and it's on the news everywhere. You can't escape it. It's on the internet, it's on the television, it's on the radio, it's everywhere. And when you look at that and you say, well, how can we be of good cheer? How can we rejoice in a situation like that? But the Bible teaches us that we can have joy and we can have peace because we have Jesus. And that's the only way we can do it. The world is trying to cope with it in the ways that they can. They go off to Costco or other stores and buy up all the products they can. They're buying over what they need for longer than what they're going to need it for because they're scared and they don't know what to do. They don't know if they're going to get sick if their loved ones are going to get sick, if they're going to die from it, it's caused a mass hysteria and panic. But we can thank God we have the Lord in our lives. We're not going to be moved by it. We're not going to be floored by it. We're not going to be devastated by it because the Lord is with us. We have His strength. We have His power. And we can face whatever comes in the darkest hour. In 1555, Nicholas Ridley was burned at the stake because of his witness for Christ. On the night before Ridley's execution, his brother offered to remain in the prison chamber with him to be of assistance and comfort. Nicholas declined the offer and replied that he meant to go to bed and sleep as quietly as he ever did in his life. Because he knew the peace of God, he could rest in the strength of the everlasting arms to meet his need. And so can we. We as Christians need to be an example to our neighbors. We need to be examples to our co-workers. We need to be examples to our friends. We need to be examples to each other. We need to be examples of those who stand firm in the Lord even in the midst of these difficult situations. You know, the Bible speaks of Jesus Christ as our anchor, as an anchor of the soul. And at this time of difficulty and sorrow, we need to be anchored in Jesus so that nothing moves us. 
The Bible says on, or the hymn writer says, on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. And can't we see that the world is in a state of sinking sand right now? But we as Christians are, are anchored to the right rock, which is Jesus Christ our Lord. Someone once said, the peace that Jesus gives is not the absence of trouble, but rather confidence that he is there with you always. That's what it is. It's not the absence of trouble. When we pray, God doesn't always answer our prayer and remove the difficulty, but he answers our prayers and gives us the grace to handle it. He gives us the peace. He gives us the faith to keep going. Our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, said in John chapter 14 and verse 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I wish this verse could go up on every television station. I wish it could go out over the internet. I wish this verse could go out to everyone in every language. I wish they could read that verse and see that the way to peace is only through the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no need to be afraid. There's no need to be troubled. He says, let not your heart be troubled. Just like Jesus said in John 14, 1, He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in Me. Yes, the Lord Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. He's the one that gives us cloudless peace. And He's the one that gives us peace as a gift. Peace is a gift. It's really a gift that we need to rejoice in. The world doesn't understand it. They cannot experience it themselves. But we as believers can. And that's why we need to be an example to those around us. We live in a world, though, that people try to find peace in many different sources. They, they try different things to bring them some kind of tranquility, some kind of peace and rest. They try drugs, they try alcohol, they try other things. They have all kinds of medicines and all kinds of things people take. Well, I found a kind of a humorous story, but it's, it's really serious in many ways. One day, a wife called her doctor and said, Doctor, come quick, it's my husband. What's the matter, he calmly replied. Well, he got up this morning and took his vitamin pill. Then he took his appetite suppressant. Then he took his antidepressant. Then he took his tranquilizer. He also took his antihistamine and some benzodrine. Then he lit a cigarette and there was this great explosion. You know, people seek peace. They seek tranquility in many places, but it doesn't work outside of the Lord. It really doesn't. And you know, we don't want a piece of peace, P-I-E-C-E. We want the whole thing. We want all of God's peace because that's the only thing that's going to work for us. There's a beautiful hymn and we've sung it before and it it's a great one. It's entitled, Peace, Perfect Peace, and it says this, Peace, perfect peace, in this dark world of sin, the blood of Jesus whispers 
peace within. Peace, perfect peace, by thronging duties pressed to do the will of Jesus. This is rest. Peace, perfect peace, with sorrow surging round on Jesus' bosom, not but calm is found. Peace, perfect peace, our future all unknown, Jesus we know, and He is on the throne. Peace, perfect peace, death shadowing us and ours, Jesus has vanquished death and all its powers. It is enough, earth's struggles soon shall cease, and Jesus calls us to heaven's perfect peace. So there is perfect peace in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is peace in the midst of tribulation. And our third point today is God's peace surpasses all understanding. How can we adequately describe His peace? It's hard to describe because it says right here in Scripture, it's a peace that surpasses all understanding. We may not understand everything about God's peace, but one thing we know, we have experienced it, and we do experience it, and we will experience it. Because when this coronavirus is over, and everything goes back to normal, there will be other things that will come up, other trials, other difficulties, other sorrows, other situations. It's a never-ending thing. That's why we need God's peace every day. We need it in every circumstance because it is a peace that surpasses all understanding. You know, God's peace is often like the sun that we see up in the sky. It's multifaceted. And just like the sun has three aspects to it, light, heat, and energy, so too God's peace is like that as well. He gives us Light to show the way in the midst of darkness. He gives us heat to warm our souls on the cold, dark nights of this world. And He gives us energy to keep going when we're tired or sick or in need. God's peace surpasses all understanding. One of the songs I learned as a young man was still one I enjoy singing today. It's I've got peace like a river. And it's beautiful. It says, I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river in my soul. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river in my soul. You know, that peace, we don't have to reach out to it. God gives it to us and it's there in our souls. It's down deep in us. It protects us and guards us when these situations happen to us. And we need that peace to avoid the panic. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 is one that I memorized many years ago. And it's still a blessing to me and I I love it very much. And it's one of the most read and most practical verses in the Scriptures. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. It says, Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, 
will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. He says, be anxious for nothing. He doesn't say, be anxious for the coronavirus or be anxious for for cancer or be anxious for other situations that are really difficult. He says, be anxious for nothing. But Lord, you don't know how I've been going through this. You don't know what I'm feeling, Lord. Yes, he does know how how we're feeling. Jesus went through everything we went through, yet without sin. He is our perfect high priest. He intercedes for us. He prays for us every day when we go through these difficult situations. And he gives us the Holy Spirit to intercede for us with groanings too deep for words. Sometimes we don't even know what to pray. And the Lord, through the Holy Spirit, takes those feeble words we have and he turns them into beautiful petitions before the Father. And when he tells us here, be anxious for nothing, but he says, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Yes, on the one hand, be anxious for nothing, and on the other hand, but pray about everything. If we follow this advice that the Apostle Paul gave those many hundreds of years ago, we would have a much more simple and uncomplicated life. But because we get anxious, we get worried, we get troubled, and we allow our emotions to take us away, we fail to get that peace that passes understanding. We tend to try to work things out our own way first, to solve our own problems, to meet our own needs, and when that fails, then we turn to the Lord instead of going to Him first and praying. As I mentioned earlier before I began the message, today is a national day of prayer. We really shouldn't have to have national days of prayer. And for us as believers, we really don't because we pray every day. Every day we pray for each other. Every day we pray for our country and our leaders. And we should. And our troops that are out in harm's way and all over the world. It's very important to pray. And when we pray, God gives us that peace. That's the blessing of it. And he says, And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You know, we're not meeting physically together today, and I miss everyone. And as I'm speaking here, I'm speaking to, like I said, there's empty seats. But there's not empty hearts. Because I know people are listening over the internet. They're watching the message. They're listening to it over the internet. And we trust there's no problems with it and it's working fine. And we've got technicians here that are working on it and keep making sure everything is good. And so it should be, it should be great. But when we pray... And when we surrender it to the Lord and we bring it before the throne of grace and we leave it there, God gives us a great exchange. He exchanges all our burdens, all our sorrows, all our difficulties, all our troubles, and He says, bring them to Me, leave them with Me, and I will give you peace. The Bible says, 
casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. So though we're not together today physically, we're still together spiritually. And it's such a blessing to know that the Word of God is going out from this pulpit today, and not only from this pulpit, from, from many pulpits here in the, in the Bay Area, and many pulpits throughout the country, and many pulpits throughout the world. The Word of God is not bound. And though we are restricted in how we can meet together physically, we're still getting together over the Word of God. And that is beautiful to me. One beautiful prayer that I found is, I don't know who wrote it, it's an unknown author, but it's a beautiful prayer, and maybe this can be part of your prayer today on this National Day of Prayer. The prayer says this, Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. What a beautiful prayer. May God help us to be peacemakers. May God help us to be calm. May God help us to present the truth of Christ to people in crisis. One of the silver linings of this crisis that has happened so far and it's amazing to me, is that Republicans and Democrats were actually able to agree on something in Washington, D.C. They agreed to fund this bill that would help people through the coronavirus and provide more testing kits, more funding to help people that are displaced from their jobs because of it, and all kinds of wonderful things that came out of it, and they joined in a bipartisan effort and passed it. That's a silver lining to this crisis. Now, I just hope that after the crisis is over, they won't go back to the log jam where they can't get along. Because Republicans showed that they can get along with Democrats, and Democrats showed that they could get along with Republicans when they put their minds to it. And may God help them. And let's pray for them that they will not go back to the bitterness and the, and the hatred that they seem to have toward each other. In my life, one of the greatest perplexing events that happened was on September 11th, 20, 2001. We were attacked by terrorists using airplanes to target the World Trade Center, the Pentagon, and it was even designed for the White House. They wanted to hit the White House and kill the president and everything. It was one of the most horrible events that ever happened to our country. But you know what happened after that? It brought the country together. The president came before the nation, George W. Bush, and he, he proclaimed it and said, we're going to fight back. And he did. And the nation came together in a special way. And I remember this day because right after that, the very next Sunday after September 11th, churches were packed 
People were coming to church that never were coming to church before. It brought people together. People were one as one country. There was a, there was a unity that has not been seen since. But sadly, it didn't last. And as much as I'd like to see the Republicans and Democrats get along better, I'm, I don't have a lot of confidence in that. Because that's the human nature. In crisis, we come together. But when things go back to calmness, people go back to the way they were living before. But as Christians, as we said, as Christians, we need to set an example. We need to show love to people. We need to show grace to people. We need to show kindness to people. We need to be an example of, the, of Christ What would Jesus do if he was alive here on earth during this coronavirus crisis? He would go out to the people and he would comfort them. He would encourage them. He would provide for them because that's what he did when he was here on earth. Yes, Paul says, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding shall guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. When we pray and leave matters in God's hands, He gives us great peace. We bring our pain, He gives us peace. We bring our trouble, He brings us peace. We bring our difficulties, He gives us peace. What a great exchange it is. Matthew Henry, the great preacher and man of God, once said, Peace is such a precious jewel. I would give anything for it but truth. And that's true. Can you imagine if peace was only available to be bought with money, then only those who were rich could really have that depth of peace. But God doesn't give peace just to the rich. He doesn't give peace just to the poor. He gives peace to everyone who comes to Him through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and receives Him as Lord and Savior. You can't buy that peace, though the world wishes they could buy it. They wish they could have it, but we as believers have it through Jesus. One day, a Cambridge University undergraduate was impressed with a preacher who had an arresting message and a lovely face with a calm and peaceful expression. And he said, I suppose, said the university man, that the preacher spends most of his time in prayer and preparation in his study apart from the din and noise of ordinary life. Smiling rather knowingly, the older friend said, Would you like to meet him? Oh, yes, the young man said. And they arranged a meeting on Monday morning outside St. Paul's Cathedral. Pushing his way through the swinging doors of a large London counting house, the old friend introduced his young companion to the man with the beautiful countenance and the wonderful message. Sitting at his desk, immersed in business, My young friend is very anxious about your occupation, said the older man. My occupation, my boy? My occupation is to wait for his son from heaven. And meanwhile, I make buttons. I really like that. Here was a man who had peace in his life. Here was a man who loved the Lord and the the Word of God and he preached it on Sunday but he went out into the workplace like many of us do and did his job to his fullest capacity 
and he made buttons. Yes, the peace of God is with us whether we're making buttons or we're fighting wars or we're doing any particular job taking care of our kids, whatever it is. David wrote in Psalm 29 and verse 11, The Lord will give strength to His people. The Lord will bless His people with peace. You know, peace and strength go together. We found that out with Ronald Reagan when he stood up to the Russians and he said, Mr. Gorbachev, that wall must come down. The reason that Ronald Reagan could bring about a peace like that is because of his strength. And that's the only way. Peace and strength go together. And it says the Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Strength and peace go hand in hand. May the Lord give us that peace which surpasses all understanding. We say to the Lord today, Lord, please help us in this crisis. Please be with us through the trials and difficulties. Please intervene in it. Please interfere in it. In my life and in the lives of my family and church and nation. One day a man named Tim Hansell wrote, In my late 20s, a bunch of my friends and I decided to sail around the world. I have to admit, though, at the time I was a bit worried. I hadn't even sailed before. I was uneasy and anxious. So I spent a lot of time praying and reading the Bible until it dawned on me that God was whispering, Tim, I'll give you peace if you read some books on sailing. The reason you're anxious is not due to your lack of prayer, but to your lack of sailing knowledge. I wasn't unprayerful. I was unskilled. So I took a step I needed to take to let God work His peace in my heart I began reading about sailing. The more we know about the Lord and about His ways, the more we can trust Him and enjoy His peace. May the Lord encourage us today to remember that His peace is perfect. It's perfect, it's personal, and it's powerful. And He guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. His peace will never fail because He will never fail. And God's peace also comes in the midst of trouble, in the midst of tribulation. It's not a peace that, that Jesus gives is not a peace that is absent from trouble, but it's a peace that works through trouble. He's always with us, and His precious gift of peace is beyond anything we can, can understand. And God's peace comes a resu- as a result of prayer It is a surpassing peace, surpassing all our understanding. When we leave everything in His hands, when we trust in Him for everything, He gives us that sweet peace that allows us to carry on and enjoy the life that He's given us. So today, no matter what we're going through, the coronavirus or anything else, God is still on His throne. He still gives His people peace. And He still is with us. May God give us peace in the midst of crisis. Shall we just pray? Our Heavenly Father, we thank You for the peace You give us. We think of all the things that are happening in the world around us. The world is crumbling. The world is panicking. 
The world is in dire need around us. Lord, we just pray you'll be with us. We pray for our government. We pray for our people. We pray for our churches. And we pray for our members, Lord. Each member of our assembly, Lord, we pray for them. Lord, please keep us from getting this coronavirus, getting sick. We just pray you'll be with us all the way through it. And we know that you will. So we thank you and praise you today. Pray you'll bless everyone who heard this message. And we pray that it will be an encouragement and comfort to us. We ask this now in Jesus' precious name. Amen.